Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier, y'all gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier, sitting here with the wonderful D. D, what's, what's good? <laughs> what's up? How you doing today, Xavier? Hey, I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing because we got another special episode. This is episode 150. And before before we uh, start, I, w- I would please ask you guys to please subscribe, rate, leave a review. All those things we greatly appreciate. We're trying to get those subscribers up, those ratings up, reviews up, all those things. And this is going to be a... Um, a bomb episode. I'm super, super looking forward to it. We got an amazing guest here today. But before we start, Deanna, she's going to go into our first sponsor. Yes, sir. So, you guys, we got some very, very special news today. Today, we just dropped our real estate investment course. This course is going to give you guys everything that you need to know from start to finish in order to purchase your first investment property and start collecting passive passive income immediately. We cover a multitude of different topics that's suitable for all investors in order to provide you with the knowledge and skills necessary to make an informed purchase. You'll have regularly updated material from your instructors and valuable bonus content. So you guys, trust me, you definitely don't want to miss out. Make sure you go ahead and cop our real estate guide because it's everything, literally everything that you need to know to make that first purchase. You can go to the link in the description right now and go ahead and cop that guide. So, thank you for that, Deanna. We're going to get right into the show. And today, we got, like I said, we got an amazing guest, man. If you're on social media, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with this guy. If you're not, you've been under a rock. He's everywhere. He's blazing. Every time, about probably like a year ago, I would get on the uh, uh, Instagram and I would always see him. I'm like, man, this dude's content is crazy, <laughs> man. He dropping content like crazy, like no other, man. So, we, we had to make this happen. I'm so glad and so excited we were able to get him on the show. And his name is Bradley. So, welcome to the show, Bradley. We Like I said, we extremely... Grateful and excited to have you on the show. Dude, thank you for having me, man. Good to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And just uh, getting right into it. So for the people, like I said, for those that may have been under a rock, that may not be familiar with you, you just mind just giving like a, uh, just a quick short background on yourself. Well, my name's Brad Lee. I'm an entrepreneur. I've got a portfolio of companies <clears throat> about to hit nine figures between them all. Um, and I just, uh, ultimately I've got a podcast called dropping bombs. Um, but really, man, I'm just a regular dude that, 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 that you know, knows a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> know a lot, you know, a lot. And we gonna, we gonna get it straight to it. So, uh, what was that? What was that entry for, for entre- entrepreneurship for you? How did you get started in that? Well, I mean, originally I just quit my job and, you know, took a chance. So that's how most people get started right but i think when i was a kid i accidentally uh figured out i could sell when i was younger and so because i could sell i was never fearful of of taking a chance see i think too many people are so worried about taking a chance because they're they're worried about what might happen you know who's gonna think what what if i fail i didn't have that fear because of the experience i had as a kid but at 30 years old man I was working for everybody or other people, and I just decided I'm tired of being told what to do. I'm tired of, you know, not being able to spend extra time on a vacation or whatever. I just got tired of asking people for permission. And so I said, man, I'm going to start my own business. Mm, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of things you I want to go over with that being said. And the first one you talked about, you figured out you were good at sales. And I pay attention to your content. I noticed how you talked about um because a lot of entrepreneurs and business people, when we get on social media, you'll ask them, like, why they, don't, why they don't promote their things. And it's always that same answer with people. They say, man, I don't want to be too salesy. I don't want to come across as too, don't be that guy and too salesy. And you, I noticed something you said. You said, what's the problem with being salesy? Like, so do you mind just going in on that a little bit to help people that may be having that issue where it's like, I don't want to be promoting my stuff all the time and be all salesy every single day. That feels weird. Well... I I think what they're really saying, Xavier, is I worry more about other people's opinions than I do my own. Mm -hmm. You know, they there's they're so worried about what other people think of them because they need other people to validate them. So I don't want to come across salesy and risk looking like a dick 
you know, or, or, or looking like I'm high pressure, you know, would you rather, would you rather have a billion dollars and come across salesy or be broke and come across unsalesy? <laughs> I love, I love besides that, that what, what, what does even salesy mean? Like when people say salesy, what they're, what they're really saying is like, I don't want to come across like a jerk. I don't want to be high pressure. I don't want to pressure people and be in an awkward situation. Folks, that's not sales. Okay. That's amateur sales at best. Mm. In order to sell something, you really actually do the opposite. You're not salesy. You're helping. Okay. Why healthy? Because if you really want to sell something correctly, you don't go into it looking to sell them anything. You go in there looking to help them figure out a solution to their problems or their challenges or their pain points. You're there to help. Now, if you, if you, if you are against helping people, well then dude, you know, go to church and ask for forgiveness. But at the end of the day, salesy is a, is a, is an amateur trait of a salesperson. So I wouldn't want to be salesy either. Mm. Something I want to ask you on the topic of sales, because with sales comes at some point, you're just going to experience rejection at some point in time. Not everybody is going to say yes to you. And that's just the nature of the game. But for those people who have a hard time dealing with rejection in sales, what piece of advice would you give to them? You know, rejection, you're, you're hundred percent right. Yeah. Uh, rejection is a part of the game. But I think the reason why people can't handle rejection is, is the same reason. They lack confidence, they, laugh, they lack self-worth, and they lack the ability to understand that they're not saying no uh, because they don't. It's, in other words, it's not personal. Like people have to realize they're not saying no because it's personal. So why does it matter if somebody says no? What if I told you every time you dip a pan in the river, you're going to come out with a bucket of uh, sand and every four buckets, you're going to find a thousand dollars worth of gold, but you have to go through three that don't have a, a, a thing of gold. Would you still do it? Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's just the way it is. So right. if you're afraid of rejection, I would say ultimately you need to go fix your mindset. You need to go fix your, your self-worth, your confidence. Mm. And what it, what's the start? Like, how does someone fix that without, without them having any results yet? Well, you, you do it like this, okay? Grab a pen and a piece of paper. Number one, you got to forgive yourself. Mm. See, a lot, of us, a lot of us have done some things in the past or lied to ourselves or lied to others or procrastinated or, you know, all the things we've done has been recorded in our subconscious our whole life. And sometimes we get to the point where deep down subconsciously that we're not aware of, we're not really, we don't think we deserve anything better than we're getting. And that's why we're getting what we're getting. So you're never going to outperform your own self-image. So you may not be aware of it because we grow these things called egos to protect ourselves, but you theoretically could, could completely think you're a loser without even knowing you're a loser. So step one is forgive yourself and others from this point forward. You gotta openly and honestly forgive yourself and others. Wipe the slate clean. There should be no resentment towards yourself, no resentment towards anybody else. Step two, you commit to do what you say you're gonna do. From this day forward, if you say you're gonna do it, you do it. So if you're anxious when you hear that because you're like, hmm, that's tough, well, just remember that you're the only person that gets to decide what you agree to or don't agree to. So just quit agreeing to everything if you're so worried about it. Like really think about what you're going to commit to. That'll make you a, a, a more ethical, have your, your integrity levels go up all by itself. But you have to commit to do what you say you're going to do. And from that day forward, do it. Step three, you want to rack up the wins. Okay, now mm. we're taught to set these high goals. And if I set a, if I set a goal that I'm going to make a hundred thousand this month and I come in at 95,000, that's a loss. I didn't get to the hundred and I lost. Now everyone will rationalize and tell me how close I got and how good the effort was. But at the end of the day, it's a loss and the subconscious mind records it as an L. So you got to lower your goals. No one will tell you this, but trust wow. me, you got to lower your goals to something that you know you can achieve. Can you walk one more mile? Can you eat one less French fry? Can you make one more phone call? Can you do 
this much more than you did before? And the answer is, of course I can. Okay, then set your goal there and start racking up the wins. Get up in the morning and, and, and exercise. Like that's not that hard to do. Boom, there's a win. You know, eat one good meal a day. Boom, there's a win. Make one more phone call. There's a win. Whatever it is you do in life, just do a little bit more. There's a win. And what happens is you start winning a lot. And when you start winning a lot, what does that make you? Confident. A winner. Yeah, winner, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you start winning a lot and you start to feel like you deserve more. And you start to look around and be like, man, I need a better car than this. I can't believe I, I'm not in a better house than this. <clears throat> and you start thinking to yourself, man, I deserve more than right. I've got. Mm -hmm. and, and you do. Mm. But now step four comes. You got to get rid of the idiots, get rid of the hate and the headlines. Because what's going to happen when you start feeling like you deserve more is people are going to tell you that you don't. People are going to say, what are you acting like this for? Who do you think you are? Oh, all of a sudden you're starting to read books and now you're somebody special. You're too good for us, blah, 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 blah. You got to get rid of that. You plant corn, you're going to get corn. You plant wheat, you're going to get wheat. You plant shit, you're going to get shit. You don't plant corn and get freaking wheat, okay? Get all of the negativity out of the fertile mind. All you want going into the mind is positive, encouraging, uh, abundant thoughts. So somebody says, hey, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You just get rid of that. Block it out. That's step four. Get rid of the idiots. Step five, you want to visualize exactly what it is you think success looks like. Too many times we think success is something else. We get it, and then we end up still depressed. Why? Well, because you built your idea of success based on everybody else's opinion, your mom's opinion, your dad's opinion, your, your the, the, the community's opinion instead of really taking the time to figure out what success looks like. Now, if I told you to go into a room full of people and look for someone, one of your first questions would be, well, what do they look like? Mm -hmm. So how come so many people are out there searching for success and they don't even know what it looks like? So take a little time and figure out what it looks like. That causes you to visualize. Once you start to visualize every single day, you're visualizing that car, that house, that relationship, that existence, you're visualizing it over and over and over on a regular basis. And believe it or not, you actually start to attract it and you start to become more like it when you're visualizing every single day. Then step six, you want to seek new information. Every single day, you want to seek new information. The key word being new, because if you want to change what you're getting, you got to change what you're doing. And if you want to change what you're doing, you have to change what you believe because your beliefs are why you do what you do, say what you say, think what you think, and do and act the way you act, which is why you get what you get, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to change what you get, you got to change what you do, period. It's that simple. If you want to change what you do, you got to change what you believe. And if you want to change what you believe, there's only one way to change a belief, and that is to get new information. Without new information, you will never believe anything new. So if we take all the complications out of it, how do we get more confident? Well, confidence is the memory of winning, right? That's all it is. It's mm. the memory of kicking ass. Yep. So if you want to get more confident, you got to kick more ass. Okay, good. So forgive yourself. Wipe the slate clean. Commit to do what you say you're going to do. Step three, rack up those wins. Step four, get rid of all the negativity. Step five, visualize exactly where you're going on a regular basis. And then step six, open a book every day. Mm. You know, read, learn, seek new information. Think about it. Chew on it. Test it. Try and disprove it. How do you feel? Get to know yourself. And I bet you within 90 days to 120 days, You'll be 10 times more confident than you've ever been, and you'll get what's called momentum. And then that's when it really kicks in, because momentum is exponential. And then, you'll again, everything gets more exponential. The haters will get more exponential. Mm. And, and pretty soon, you won't care what the haters think. You know why? Because you'll care more about your opinion than everybody else's. Like, guys, I like everybody. I want everybody to win. I drop content on social media every day. So you don't have to 
learn the hard way like I did. I wrote a book called The Hard Way. It just hit Amazon. Why? Because these are the lessons you're going to learn one way or the other. If you learn them from my book, that's the easy way. You learn them the hard way, it's going to cost you millions of dollars or a lot of time you don't need to spend or heartache. So learn these lessons the easy way. And then guess what you hear from people? Well, if you don't, if it, if you don't work hard and you don't earn it yourself, it's not worth it. See, again, this mm. is stuff that's just not true, guys. That mm. stuff's not true. So how do you get more confident? The sacred six. Forgive yourself. Commit to do what you say you're going to do. Rack up the wins. Get rid of the idiots. Visualize. And seek new information every single day. You do that long enough, I'm telling you, man, you're going to be a rock star. Win. And I completely agree. And I, I love... I love that. And I, what do you think? Because I think a lot of times the hardest step with that what people deal with is um, getting rid of the idiots. I feel like people have a hard time cutting off the, that those people around them that aren't, uh, I don't want to just say benefiting them, but that aren't positive. So, like, how do you, what do you think is the best way for people to stay away from those people that have a bad effect on their life? Because I feel like, like I said, I think that's the hardest part to deal with for most people. When I talk to people, they always say, how can I, like, how am I supposed to just not be around them anymore or just not talk to them anymore? Like, how do I deal with that? So what's your best piece of advice for that? Dude, I just tell people that you got to choose, man. You got to choose. It's just a choice when it boils down to it, right? Absolutely. But you got to choose. You know, how can I? You just choose. Mm. You know, how can I, how can I, you know, not talk to them anymore? We've been buddies forever. Yep. You say, I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> or, or you say, hey, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you like this. From now on, I'm only going to hang around friends. And I identify friends because they're encouraging and they support me. And they want me to do better. So when, you, when you're making comments like you're making, it instantly identifies you as a non-friend. And I'm warning you, I'm not hanging around anybody unless they're my friend. So are you my friend? Yes, I am. Good. Well, then you're not going to talk that smack anymore. And, if they're, and, and most people, they'll say it right on the spot. Man, you tripping. Well, yep. peace. And now you just make a decision, dude. Look, you got to choose who's more important, man, you or them. Because I promise you, dude, when you sit there and lose and you end up freaking bummed out, broke, you know, in the situation you don't want to be in, those freaking bum ass friends ain't doing nothing for you. Absolutely. Matter of fact, they'll be still making fun of you, telling you, I told you, I knew you wouldn't ever make it. I knew you never had it in you. I knew you were going to fail. They ain't your friends. So again, at the end of the day, man, you got to cut them off. You got to make a decision and say, look, and by the way, if you love them and you know, they're special to you, you could literally have one conversation with them. And if that doesn't work, you make a decision to cut them off. And by the way, like my mom, I grew up with my stepmom, but my real mom, I've cut her and, 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 and that side of the family off. Now, what does that mean? I still say hi. I still say, you know, I still visit. I just don't listen to them. Mm. Like their opinion means nothing. <laughs> no, I, I, I love you. You, uh, you preaching the gospel. Do you want to say something? Yes. And I wanted to uh, kind of double back to something you talked about earlier is that you say you jumped into your entrepreneurship journey at the age of 30. And I know a lot of people will really struggle with making that leap of faith because at that point, most people have, you know, a wife or a husband and kids, and they feel like they have too much responsibility to take on a risk of that nature. So for you, what are your thoughts? Well, obviously you did it, but can you explain your mentality behind jumping into it? And did you have any idea that you would make it this far when you did it? Well, I can promise you this. You're either going to take a chance or work for someone who did. Mm -hmm. again make a choice you want to be the one working for someone or you want to be the one people are working for and then you say i want to be the one people are working for okay that's step one so you made a choice now you gotta you gotta take a risk risk is part of it man failure's part of it everybody's so afraid to fail and it's part of the formula mm. like dude think about this deanna people are afraid to let go of what they don't want to try and get what they do. Does that make any sense to you? Mm -hmm. mm. 
<laughs> like that's that's like that's like me holding this protein drink and I don't want this protein drink. I want this water, but I refuse to put this down to get this. And I don't even want this, but I don't want to put it down because what if I lose it? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean? What if you lose it? You don't even want it. You don't even want exactly. it. So I know people that are afraid. I say, I say, dude, why don't you just quit your job? And oh, dude, if I quit my job, I'll, 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 I won't be able to pay rent. Well, first of all, who said? Who said you wouldn't? You? You haven't even tried. First of all, let's 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 just pretend you're correct, though. You can't pay the rent on that piece of shit apartment you said you don't like. Mm. Like, mm. dude, why are you so worried about losing something you don't want? You don't even want. And so people, people again, they, 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 they assume the worst, you know, they're fearing other people's judgment. So, so what I would tell people is I'd say, look, don't fear what might happen if you don't mm. win, right? Like don't focus on what if I fail, focus on what if I don't try and I stay like this? Like, why isn't that more scary? It's definitely, that's, that sounds much more scary to me. Dude, and that's how you got to do You got to shift your perspective, man. Nothing, you guys have to risk. Listen, I know a lot of people with money and every single one of them, every single one of them has lost money. But I know a lot of broke people <laughs> and they've never lost any money. They're still broke. They're, because they're too damn afraid to lose the money. It's like, dude, you want to you want to take no risk and be broke, or take some risk and may, and maybe be rich, folks. I'll take the risk all day long. Mm-hmm. You got to believe in yourself. You got to have confidence in your in your ability to survive. And that's what I had when I was thirty. I knew for a fact I could sell. Man, what if what if I fail? Big deal. I'll go back and get a job again. You know, what if I fail? So what? I guess I'll go back and work for someone. But what if I don't try was my biggest fear. Mm. What if I'll never, what if I never find out? What if I'm stuck in wh- where I'm at forever? And that was so scary. It made me try. Mm. So just shift your perspective from, from, from worrying about what will happen if you fail and, and shift it to, man, what'll, what is going to happen if I never try? You never try. Mm. And what... What's your uh, advice to the people? Let's say somebody listens to this, like how you said you were, you knew you were good at sales. Well, that's that's a person that isn't good at sales. Like, what's the best piece of advice that you could give them so they could become a better salesman or saleswoman? Well, then you you get good. Mm. You know, like, dude, do you fight in the in the cage at all? Who me? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. So you're probably not very good at it. I used to, no, nah, no. Nah, I we I I used to box a little bit, but not in, not in the uh, octagon, none of that. Okay, so let's say you knew you were gonna have to go in the UFC cage and fight the champions. What would you do? I'm get my ass kicked. <laughs> no, no. You <laughs> knew you were going good. to. What would you do? Oh, I'm gonna train. I'm gonna train crazy. <laughs> That's it. So when someone, what if they don't? What if they know how to sell? Well, then train, learn to sell, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to complicate it. Well, what if I can't sell? Well, learn to sell. Sales is something that you can learn. You got to practice. You got to drill. You got to rehearse. You got to, you know, get out there and get your teeth kicked in. You got to get that rejection. You got to thicken that skin. You got to start to understand, oh, man, this isn't even personal. And then I'm telling you right now, once you figure it out, you'll start to realize, holy crap, dude, I I can't fail. You can drop me off in any town in the United States all by myself with no money. And guess what? Within 30, 60 days, big dog daddy B is going to be on top. <laughs> go Because if I can't sell my own product, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go in and ask somebody if I can sell theirs. Sell theirs. Mm. And you can, if you can sell, you can survive anywhere. Like right now I'm starting three new organizations in 2022. I'm going to show people exactly how to make a half million dollars a year from the get-go. They can go beyond that. But I'm going to show people how to make a half a million dollars a year. And all I'm going to do is teach them to sell and give them a job. Mm. And, that, and that's, that's, like, that's life-changing money for most people, especially most people in America. That's life-changing money. And I want to talk about, I've seen you speak, you speak on the number one sign that will make uh, your family poor. 
And I just want you to dive into that a little bit because I like the message within that you just, you were pretty much uh, was touching on like listening to other people, like you spoke on valuing other opinions is one of the most, one of the worst things you can do. So do you mind just touching that a little, touching on that a little bit more? I mean, you just said it. Guys, you, you, you can't, you can't let everybody else tell you what you deserve, tell you what you can do and can't do and should do and shouldn't do. Like, Man, get out there and realize that the only person that's ever going to stop you is you. And when you realize that, you start to feel stupid that you ain't already rich. Because mm. you, because the only people stopping us is us. Nobody's stopping you. Nobody's stopping me. Nobody's stopping anyone listening to this podcast right now. Exactly. Nobody's stopping you, man. You're stopping you. Do you know why you're being stopped? Because someone told you something that you agreed with. You have a doubt in your head because someone said something or you thought something that just is not necessarily correct. Like, for example, we only have 24 hours in a day. Yep. Have you heard that? Yep. Do you believe that? Uh, Be honest. I never thought about that deep. But, yeah, I do. Yeah, I believe it. Okay, Deanna, what about you? Yeah, <laughs> I say yeah. I believe it. Okay, now now watch. Let me just shift your perspective a little bit. I hired a hundred people, and they gave me eight hours each every single day. They'll do whatever I tell them for eight hours. So I have eight hours times a hundred. Eight hundred hours. So how many hours do I have in a day? Mm, that's, <laughs> you got to get a lot more than twenty-four. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so so but but again, we hear oh, we only got twenty four hours. No, we don't. You've got unlimited time. You've got unlimited ability. Well, there's you know, money doesn't grow on trees. You heard that? Yep. Did anyone that tell you that tell you where it does grow? Nope. You guys want to know where it grows? Let us know. In other people's pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that is a fact. That's where it grows, man. But they don't tell you how to go get it. In fact, they scare you. Don't talk to strangers. Mm. Hey, dude, keep your head down, man. Stay low. Don't talk mm. to strangers. Why are we being taught not to talk to strangers when the strangers have, have what it money. is we're looking for? Mm -hmm. That's true. So, so we grow up with all of these beliefs. These are just beliefs. You know, like I'll give you a crazy one. You, are you guys Christians? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Definitely. What's your Savior's name? What's your Lord and Savior's name? Jesus. Do you, do you believe that? Do I believe his name? Yeah. Yeah. Do you his name is Jesus. <laughs> oh, do, uh, like do you say like? Hold on. Wait. What do you mean by that by that question? This ain't a trick question, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you, do just, you just you just said his name is Jesus. Right. 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 You know his name's not Jesus, what never is, has been Jesus, still isn't Jesus. So what's the name? His name's Yahshua. Yahshua, okay, because yeah, there wasn't a J, right, until like the 16th century. 100%, but his name was Joshua. And back then it was Yahshua, but okay. even if it was today, his name would be Joshua. Right, right, Jesus, right. Jesus was not his name. Aesus is what, is what it originally, Jesus was originally Aesus, which was because they were trying to tell the, the Roman and the Greek and the, and the uh, uh, sun worshipers who this person was. And, and they couldn't communicate his name because they, they didn't have that language, so they had to translate it. And so they said Aesus, which was not his name, that was describing a male deity. Mm. So at the end of the day, Aesus is, is, is what they said his name was. And then everybody started going from there. So now we think his name's Jesus when his name was not Jesus. His name was Yahshua. So at the end of the day, why do people say it when it's not necessarily true? Well, because we learned it. And guess yep. what? We believe it. We believe and if it. I say that to people in a church, especially, you know, how many people, you know how many people will just refuse to listen to me? They, they might no, kick you out the church. church. They might kick my ass. Right. <laughs> but dude, the bottom line is, is I'm not wrong. You right. can look it up. You can go back and do the research yourself. You're right. So, so that I'm, I'm just saying that to prove that we get taught things that aren't necessarily true, but when we believe them, that's it. And that's what needs to change. So, so when you read and develop and grow your mind, you start to realize that we don't know 
what we thought we knew, what we thought was scary isn't scary, and what we thought we couldn't do, you realize you actually could have done. Right. But usually it's by the time you're 70 years old and now you regret not doing all those things because now you're old enough and you've learned the hard way that, oh, my Lord, anything was possible. Right. And you and you start to realize, holy crap, I stopped myself. See, dude, I look all freaking young and spry like a spring chicken, but, dude, I'm like 100 <laughs> years old. <laughs> And so, and so it took me till about 40 years old to start really getting it. And I'm still learning, but now that I'm 52 years old, I look back, dude, I stopped myself the whole time. I was blaming this person and blaming that person. And yeah, but it's easy for you to say, well, you don't understand. I don't have any money. And dude, if I would have known then what I knew now, I would have been able to do what I did in, in a year instead of 25. Whoa. And you're going to think you're going to learn the same stuff. Eventually you're either going to learn it from someone like me because, because you have an open mind and now you're going to take what I'm saying and you're going to go, Hmm, and you're going to chew on it and try to disprove it and think about it. And then pretty soon you're going to form your own opinion. I might not be the one that gets you to finally believe something, but one day it's going to click and it'll change what you believe and boom, you'll start to change your actions and you'll start to change your results. And one day you you might end up a billionaire and someone's going to say, Dude, what did you do? What what was the magic? And you're going to go, it wasn't really any magic. I just, you know, I just started doing the work and, you know, paying attention and making adjustments and building relationships and, you know, having integrity and, you know, meeting the right people at the right time. You know, there's luck involved. How come nobody tells you about that? Mm, I agree. I, I, we speak on this. I'm like, luck and timing is everything. It's definitely some a little yeah, luck with this. But you'll hear these gurus, oh, no, no, there's no luck involved. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is luck involved. But if you look at what luck is, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so how come everybody's not just sitting there trying to prepare themselves? They're too busy trying to compare themselves. They're looking at they're looking at somebody else on the internet with a Ferrari feeling depressed. What are you depressed about, dude? They're not better than you. They're just ahead of you. Mm. And if they're just ahead of you, what are you waiting on? Get moving. Now, if you say, well, what are they doing? I don't even know what they're doing. I just told you, dude. Read books. Go get the four agreements. Go get how to win friends, influence people. Go get freaking think and grow rich. Mm. Go get the richest man in Babylon. Go get, go, go start getting these books. You know, the magic of thinking big, go get these books that are everywhere. They've been there the whole time. I didn't even know about it till I was freaking 45. I'm like, damn dude, I should have been reading this whole time. <laughs> no. And just because you read it doesn't make it true either. But when you start reading and you start thinking, that's where the magic happens. And trust me guys, anybody listen to this podcast and I don't care if you're freaking you know, black or a female or gay or straight or white or Chinese. There is no limitations. There's no limitations to what you can do as long as you believe that. This episode is also sponsored by Masterworks. There's a new app billionaires use to invest in a new $1.7 trillion asset. It's one that 99% of investors have never heard of. A market whose volume has grown 2,700% and has historically outperformed the S&P 500 while having virtually zero correlations to equities. Spoiler, is high-end art. This app lets you invest in fractional shares of art similar to a company stock. And art has been more than just something pretty to look at. For instance, a middle-class real estate developer flipped his Basquiat for 5,814% gross ROI. That turned $19,000 into a staggering $110 million and $500,000. That's 407 times more than the S&P return, 581 times more than real estate return, and incalculably more than its savings account. But many top-tier paintings have price tags in the tens of hundreds of millions of dollars. Just imagine what a building a diversified portfolio of them will cost. That amount of money can be tough to stomach, even for the riches on the earth. So Masterworks, the $1 billion fintech unicorn, came up with a solution. Why not just make them investable like a company stock? You simply buy shares in a multi-million dollar pain, and when Masterworks sells it, they'll send your share of the profits. It's that easy. Early investors already got a 32% annualized return from a Bansky trade in 2020. Luckily, you don't need to be a billionaire to sign up. In fact, membership is free. 
Nationally, demand has been crazy. 230,000 members have signed up. Over $250 million have been invested with Masterworks, and the waitlist joint is growing day to day. Lucky for you, I'm friends with the Masterworks team, so they gave me a special link to skip to the front. Just go to masterworks.io slash mindsets. That's masterworks.io slash mindsets. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. And like as always, the, the link for that is in the description of this podcast episode. So if you want to start buying art and making money in the art industry, go to the link in this podcast description to start today. I really like that you said that um, just because somebody's ahead of you doesn't mean they're better than you. Because I think so many especially my generation like that younger than 30 is like when you see somebody drive a better car or have a bigger home or doing crazy thing in business a lot of people equate that to man this person's just better than me when that's like not the that's not the truth the way you broke it down I don't know if I ever really heard somebody broke it down that way so I hope people could um pay attention to that because that is true just because they're ahead of you doesn't mean they're better than you I man I love that I, I love that saying right there Guys, I'm telling you, man, see what I'm talking about? You, you hear some new information and you start mm. thinking a little bit different. Mm. And as soon as you can shift your perspective, right, magic happens. Did I tell you about the two kids? One was rich, one was poor. Mm -mm. Nope. They take these two kids. One of them's a little rich kid. One of them's a little poor kid. They, they put them in a room full of piles of crap, horse crap. They come back in about an hour. The rich kid's pissed off, crying. Little poor, or the little poor kid's playing. He's throwing it all around and having fun. So they go into the little rich kid, and they're like, dude, what's the problem? And he says, what are you talking about? You put me in a room full of crap. What do you expect from me, man? Then they went into the little poor kid, and they said, why are you so happy? He said, what are you talking about? With all this crap, there has to be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> Perspective. Now, now, again, dude, that's the same situation. Same situation. One, one was happy, one was upset. What was the difference? There was no difference, dude. It was what they were thinking that made the difference. Mm. It wasn't the crap. It wasn't the room. It wasn't the situation. It wasn't anything that you would think. It was internal. It was one chose to think positive and one chose to be ungrateful. Mm. And by the way, when we talk about gratitude, let me think, let me, let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. If I just gave you both a million cash, how would you feel? I would be uh, extremely grateful. Pumped up? Pumped excited, up. Excited? Because I know happy. what I, I know, what, I know what to do with it. So I would be extremely happy. <laughs> would anybody be able to get you in a bad mood for a little while? Absolutely not. Okay. Deanna, would you agree? I would agree 100%. <laughs> I'd be okay. walking on cloud now, nine. Okay, now pay it on cloud nine, right? Yep. Now, now, now listen, because this is big. If I had a bomb button, I'd press it. <laughs> you ready? Yep. Mm -hmm. If I said I'll give you the million, matter of fact, I made it 10 million. Okay, uh oh. But you couldn't wake up tomorrow. You're uh, done. Would you take it? Absolutely not. Okay, so what you're both saying is that waking up, just waking up tomorrow is worth more than $10 million. Mm, that's a hell of a perspective. And that, and that, yep, it is. Yeah. It well, is worth it. Then why ain't you feeling that way every damn time you wake up? <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. I wow. I feel great when I wake up. <laughs> Damn, no, no, but that's a hell of a perspective. I'm, I, I never looked at it that way. Nobody does, dude. That's why we get up and we're all bummed out. We have a bad day. And this sucks. And that sucks. And the world hates me. And that's not fair. And I, you know, I can't lose weight because of this reason. And I can't get in shape and I can't make money and blah, 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 blah. Guys, we woke up. It's going to be a good day. The question is, is how good is it going to get? Right. And if it doesn't get as good as we want, guess what? Hopefully we wake up the again. next day. And oh my God, I get another one. Holy moly, I get to try some more. It's going to happen this day. And eventually, man, one will when you have that attitude, when you have that attitude of gratitude and, you, and you're willing to put in the work and, 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 you, and you continuously get this new information so, so you can continually evolve in your beliefs. Eventually, man, you're walking around like a magnet Absolutely. For freaking deals, opportunities, people freaking love you. The next thing you know, you're like, man, how come I ain't been doing this the whole time? Well, because you didn't know. If you knew better, you'd do better. Mm -hmm. 
that's super important. I mean, the law of attraction is everything. And something I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned that, you know, you were um, getting ready to hit a huge milestone with your businesses, and it's been a lot of growth over these years. I know mindset is everything, and we talked a lot about mindset, but I wanted you to give us a business perspective as far as the lessons that you learned since you've gotten started and getting to such a huge point. Well, I mean, we'd be on here another couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've learned so many lessons. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, uh, you know, again, get my book. The lessons I learned the hard way, I talk a little bit about business lessons in there. One of them is, you know, get it in writing. You know, mm -hmm. I was I was always an optimistic guy. I'll shake your hand. We got a deal, right? You know, if, 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 if you know, you, you shook my hand and said, it's a deal, it's a deal. And only to find out later, man, I should have got it in writing. Yeah. And then they're like, well, what do you mean? You know, just get it in writing. Well, it's, you know, it was my mom. You get it in writing with your mom. You know, it's my brother. Get it in writing with your brother. Like, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they put it in writing if it ain't a deal? Mm. So, so rather than worry about who you're making the deal with, well, you know, this guy's related. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and just trust him. No, no, no. Trust nobody. Get it in writing. Get it in writing. So, now, that's a, that's a, that's a business lesson. Just trust me. Get it in writing. You know, it doesn't have to be a long legal contract. You don't have to get freaking, you know, Cochran to, to, to draw it up. Just, you know, put something on a bar nap. Because let me tell you something, man. Friends change whenever the money gets big. Break that down. Everybody's your friend until, until, they're, in, uh, until they're in court with you. Um, you know, well, again, the money gets big. Like right now, dude, it don't matter. Look, you take care of this. I'll take care of that. Fair enough. Boom. Next thing you know, money starts coming in. Hey, wait a minute. How come you're getting that and I'm getting that? How come I'm doing all the work? Well, we already agreed about this. Well, we know it. No, that's not what I said. That's not what you said. That's not what I meant. Next thing you know, you're fighting because there's millions of dollars are coming in and you didn't get a clear definition of who does what, like defined roles and responsibilities. You didn't get it in writing. There is nothing to reference except for some he said, she said crap eight years later when you guys were talking about it at the bar or wherever you thought up your business idea. So it's just, you know, if I could go back, I probably would have saved $10, $12 million if I just would have just got things in writing. Mm, do, you, do you think it's wise to go into business with friends and family members, like close friends? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's preferable you know, if you get it in writing, but you know, <laughs> people always say, you know, friends and business doesn't mix. Well, that just means you're either doing the wrong business or you got the wrong friends. Wow. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I got, I got friends working here. I got kids working here. Everybody's happy, but guess what? It's all in writing. Mm -hmm. like, I don't have to be a bad guy. We, we already agree to what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. I call it my nothing personal plan. So when someone comes on board here, I say, listen, here's what you're going to do. Here's what you're going to get paid. Here's what, here's what doing good looks like. And here's what doing bad looks like. If you do bad, we're going to end our relationship. If you do good, you're going to get it. You know, we're going to keep our relationship. And they're like, fair enough. Fair. And I say, good sign here. So that way, when they start going in the bad column, all I got it, I don't even have to say anything because they already signed that this is bad. The question is, what are we going to do about it? Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so there's nothing personal. It's like, it's like, that, that, that's like when people say no in sales, like you can't take it personally. Right. You know, I used to be the worst at getting rid of people because I, I, I felt bad. They've got kids at home, man. You know, I don't want to fire them. It's Christmas. You know, you start to, you start to feel bad. You start to allow those emotions to roll in. Well, guess what? I say that you don't care enough. See, I used to say, I care too much. I care too much that they've got a family. I care too much that Christmas is, you know, is, is rolling in and they got fired at Christmas. Right. And, I, and, and here's a perspective change again. One day I realized, what about my family? Mm. What, that, that that person's hurting. What about all the other employees that that person's hurting by not doing their job? What about all my customers that they're hurting by not doing their job? So in reality, I cared too much, wrong. I didn't care enough. I didn't care enough. I needed to care more about everybody else than one person. Mm, See, that's just a perspective. Different, different shift. perspective. 
Mm, I like no, I love that. I, especially your um business advice you just gave, because like me and Deanna, we both military vets, and we understand that this country is ran on documentation. If you ain't got the documentation, it don't exist. So that's one thing for sure that the military taught me. But another thing the military taught me is the art and the, the how important it is to delegate. You can't do everything. So as a CEO, as a business owner, how do you relinquish some of those duties without feeling like, because, you know, at the end of the day, we all feel like I could do this the best. Nobody's going to do it better than me. So how do you build up to that point? You can say, all right, you do this, you do that, without feeling like just antsy about it. Well, I always think at the end of the day, money's the measuring stick on how you're doing. Mm. So if I look at my bank and it's filling up and I think I could do better than them, well, then I realize very quickly I can't do everything. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't do everything, man. There's no such thing as a self-made millionaire. A lot of people say, Brad, because I, you know, I came from you know, blue-collar family. I didn't have any money when I started this business. I was behind on child support. You know, when I started buying RV dealerships and I started opening other businesses not related to this one, you know, people are like, Brad, you know, you, you literally are a self-made millionaire. And I said, well, first of all, don't call me a millionaire because that makes me sound broke. You got to say multi, but, Mo <laughs> but, but when it boils down to it, I didn't do this by myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like, like. All the people that worked with me and worked for me and that, that bought my products and supported me and said yes. And all of those people and their customers are all involved in my success. Right. There's nobody that can do it alone. So once you realize that, now the question is, is who, who, who can you get that'll do it almost as good as you? Like you don't, I can do everything around here other than program almost better than everybody here. I believe that. Why? Well, because man, I invented the job. Shit. I know how to do it better than anyone. Right. But I also, but I also know that I cannot do them all. I cannot do all these jobs. So you just have to relinquish and, 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 and allow other people to, to make mistakes and improve a little bit and, and, and grow and strengthen and develop into leaders where eventually, man, as long as they're doing 75% as good as you would have, that's good. That's good enough. Yeah, I want to ask you this. What was the, as a, as since you've been a business owner, what is the most difficult challenge you've had and how did you overcome it? Because I feel like a lot of times people just like to focus on, you know, the good, the wins, and but without realizing, a lot of people take that and they realize the, the they think the journey is supposed to be a perfect journey, smooth, straight to the top, without realizing that 99% of the time, the most successful people went through the the craziest shit so do you mind just talking about some of those battles you may have went through and overcoming them because that's the most important part being able to overcome it well guys the word overcome is a little dramatic in my book because all you have <laughs> all you all you have to do is keep going and eventually you'll overcome them all oh see consistency huh yeah that's all it is i mean like dude look you'll always overcome until you quit if you don't quit you will overcome Mm. so Damn. when someone says you know how did you overcome them oh ultimately i didn't quit that's the bottom line mm, that's like why that. i overcame otherwise i wouldn't have overcome because i would have quit. quit so the only reason you you you, you don't overcome things is by quitting early so if you guys start something or you plan on starting something just don't quit. Don't give up on it. You'll overcome every single obstacle that comes your way. And, and once you realize that that's the truth, those obstacles aren't as scary anymore. Mm. You know, dude, I was broke before I was broke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was broke I, before I was broke. Yeah, I was broke before I was broke. In other words, and I might be broke again someday. <laughs> but, you know, who cares? At the end of the day, I was broke before I was broke. Shit, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll get money again. Why? Because I have skills. Because I have belief in myself. Because I know I add value to the world. I know I add value to anybody on the planet, rich or poor. I, I add value to anybody I know. If you know me, that's a blessing. Mm. Now, people who say right now, listening, oh, my Lord, <laughs> listen to his arrogance. He sounds arrogant. <laughs> I know, but that's the, that's the, I feel bad for those people because you should feel the same way about yourself. If you don't think you're a value to everybody that's around you, 
You just need to go figure it out and work on yourself until you finally understand you're a unique individual. There's no one else on planet Earth like you. And if you have the right ethics and the right integrity and you literally understand that you're a remarkable creature, you you can provide value to anybody. Mm. Anybody. And and if dude, it, why you why should you feel like you're less than somebody else? You know, someone will tell me, well, what about this guy? He makes way more money than you do. Guys, first of all, it's not all about money. You know what I mean? It's not all about money. You know, I, I, I've literally helped people more than a buddy of mine that, that, you know, made about two times as much money as me. That prick's unhappy. He don't help anybody. He's like a miser and no one likes him. I barely like him. <laughs> But he's got twice as much money as me. You've never heard of him. If I introduced you, you probably wouldn't like him. You wouldn't want to trade places with him. Who's winning, me or him? You easily. Easily. Guys, it ain't all about money, but let me tell you something on the other hand. Money is important. Mm. You know, but a lot of times people think, you know, hey man, money, money makes you evil or money, money turns you into some big jerk. Guys, if you're a jerk with money. You were you would have been a bigger jerk without money, mm. and if and if you're like a good person broke, you're gonna be a better person rich. Mm. You mm-hmm. can't. Money doesn't make you bad. Money just makes you more you. Mm. I like that. Now I feel like this topic and hearing you say this, it brings me back to the notion where you know you always have those people trying to tell you to humble yourself. And to tone it down, to dim mm-hmm. your light. Tone but it down. As we all know, that's not that's not right. That's not how it's supposed to be. But going back to something you said really quickly, um, you talked about having skills. And I know if you had to choose five, I'm pretty sure you say sales is one of the top five. But what would be your other four? Hundred percent sales, closing, and persuasion is one hundred percent a skill that everyone needs to possess. And what's crazy is everybody is a salesperson. They just don't know it. And that's what mm-hmm. makes the difference between a good one and a bad one. The bad ones don't know they're doing it. But guess what? We're all doing it. You're selling. You sold me on being on this podcast. You're selling someone to download it. You're selling someone tonight where to go to dinner. You're selling all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. But to go back what you said, um, humble yourself. And, uh, you know, we hear that a lot, don't we? A and, lot. A lot. And here's what's crazy, man. If you look up the definition of humble, yep. it literally says to have a low import, a, a low uh-huh. opinion of one's uh-huh. own importance. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that I should have a low opinion of my importance? You know who that? You know who they're talking about when you should actually humble yourself? Who? When you're in front of God. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Other, other people aren't God. Okay. I'm not humbling myself for people. I'm going to add value to those people. And if those people want me to not feel important, they're not my friend. Mm. Dude, your friends are there to support you. Your friends want you to feel good. Your friends want you to feel joy and, and, and fulfillment. And like friends don't want you to feel low and depressed and less than I want you to feel more than I don't think, again, I mean, I, I don't want to argue with the Bible. If the Bible tells me to be humble, I think uh, I should be. But I thought, I'm pretty sure they're talking about humble yourself before God. Before God. Yeah, and when I see them, trust me, I'll be as humble as you can get. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. But until then, kiss my booty. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Because, guys, listen, you got to believe in yourself before anyone else does. You got to buy you before someone else can buy you. You can't walk into a room all timid and shy and not feel confident and be like, you know, well, how can you help? Well, I don't know. I don't want to make any waves. And boy, you know, I don't want to be wrong because if I'm wrong, you all might not like me. And it's like, dude, who who cares if anybody likes you? Like if you like yourself, you're not so worried about everybody else needing to. That's a fact. And, and, and guess what's crazy and ironic? Once you like yourself everybody else does too mm-hmm. <laughs> you be you become that person that everybody says oh man that dude uh, his life at the party oh man he's freaking he's got charisma and you know there's gonna be some haters don't get me wrong but guys if you're so worried about the hate that you say nothing just do nothing 
you'll 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 end up nowhere in life because you were worried about people hating on you when in reality you weren't looking for those people you were looking the ones you were looking for the ones to love you so if you speak up and 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 ignore the hate you'll find the love does that make sense perfect sense but too many people they won't even say anything they won't post anything on social media they won't say it like they want to say it I get so many people call me, Brad, why do you got to cuss so much on your social media? I'm like, I don't know. And furthermore, <laughs> I don't give a shit. If someone doesn't like the fact that I accidentally drop a few vulgarities, don't follow me. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at you if you don't follow me. But at the end of the day, I'm, I, if, if you knew my heart, I'm trying to help people. And quite frankly, I don't believe a, 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 like the word shit is that big of a deal. Mm. But again, I was, I, I, I kind of was raised by myself. In other words, my parents made sure I didn't die with some food and some clothes, but I didn't have, you know, I, 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 I wasn't in trouble if I cussed, um, they cussed, I cussed. And quite frankly, uh, I, I personally just, just believe that, you know, if I'm in the right crowd, I won't, say one cuss word. Like if I were literally talking to a church group or a youth camp, I'm not going to use any language like that. Why? Well, because you can respect the fact that these, they, they prefer not to on my social media page. I don't know who's following me. <laughs> what if I, what if I stop cussing because I assume somebody's following me and then I get unfollowed by everybody who likes it. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. And then you think, well, what if I cuss so everybody likes it? Then everybody unfollows me everybody that don't like it. Yep. So, so you can't make everyone happy, right? Nope. So what do you do? You, make Just yourself you, happy. you, you make yourself happy. You do you. That's it. That's it. You make your damn self happy. <laughs> Woo! And that's what I do. <laughs> and this, this is my uh, final question for you. And I like to, I like to uh, ask people this. And what is, what does wealth mean to you? Wealth means to me just the ability to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want, for as long as you want. You know, I I believe, you know, when the cup overfloweth to to fill up other cups, you know, there's there's so many people that when their cup overfloweth, they'll just run and get more cups. You know, it's like, dude, when your cup overfloweth, just allow all the other cups to fill up. So to me, that's wealth. Mm. Um and to answer your question, Deanna, you said, what are the top five skill sets? You know, sales, personal branding, marketing, communication, and social mm -hmm. media. If you can be an expert salesperson, if you know how to build a personal brand, if you know how to market, matter of fact, marketing alone is probably going to make sure you're worth seven, eight figures. But if you put all five of these skill sets down and you spend the next three years with your head down and mastering each one, three years, by the way, doctors spend eight, 12 years to be a doctor and they end up making a half million dollars a year. I can, I can show you how to make a half million dollars a year in, in, in 2022, mm. guaranteed, if, if you're willing to work. Mm. And you don't even have to go to school 12 years. So my point is master sales, personal branding, marketing, social media and communication communication is so important they should call it key communication mm -hmm. key communication i like that <laughs> <laughs> communication is everything you're absolutely right if you know how to communicate with people you can always find a way to get money from my experience is what i've seen communication man i'm telling you like marriages would be saved with the right <laughs> relationships would be better everything's better if you know how to communicate mm. do, do you think everybody should have a personal brand today so everybody be on uh social media Absolutely. okay okay everybody everybody if your account's on private my question is what are you trying to do keep yourself a secret <laughs> and then i and then i'd say like number one what are you trying to hide or number two you know, you, you hear these people with the person with the private accounts, you know, it's none of their business, mm -hmm. right? You know, well, well really, or, or maybe you don't want, you know, some ex seeing that you're still a loser or you're still <laughs> driving that old shitter or, or, you know, in other words, like what is so private? It's social media, not anti-social media. Exactly. Mm, if you don't want somebody seeing your kids, don't post your kids. But, but dude, social media is the new TV. So if you really are a private individual and, and, and you know, you want to 
have some privacy, don't put it on the internet. But dude, create an account for business, but make it a but make it a public account. Why? Because dude, it's the new TV, man. It's social media. That's that's where the people are. You want to make money? The more hands you shake, the more money you make. Period. Relationships are the new economy. Period. Okay, you, you, you're going to go on social media and then be private. Like, what does that mean? That's the equivalent of you walking up to me saying, hi, my name's Deanna. What's yours? And I just go like this. Mm-hmm. None of your business, Deanna. How would you feel? I would be hurt. Or, or what if, what if you came up and you said, hi, hi, what's your name? And, and all I'd said was. Yeah, like, what's your problem? Oh, like, what is yeah, going on? Like, I mean, like, this dude, guy's a weirdo, man. What you hiding? Yeah. So, so social media is massively important. Mm. You know, if if you talk to, if this podcast goes out to a lot of entrepreneurs, let me just tell you something. Worst thing that happens, man, is you start over. Now, remember when you started? Worst case scenario, you start start again. It's so Mm -hmm. scary about that. I was broke before I was broke. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like back in high school, um, Friends of mine would ask me to teach them how to get the girls. And mm-hmm. so I would say, you know, meet me at the mall after after school. So we'd go to the mall and I'd say, okay, dude, there is a hot chick. Go ask her out. And they go, no way. And I'd say, why? What if she says no? And I'm like, if she says no, dude, you're in the same boat you're in right now. <laughs> exactly. And, and they were afraid to go ask a girl out because they feared she might say no. Like how, like, how doesn't that make sense? Guys, you have to ask her out in order for it to possibly happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the worst case scenario, she does say no. So what? Is ask it? another one out. Yeah. You know, you're out there building a business. You got to take risk. You got to use your money. It's a tool. Use your money. Don't start restricting it because you started to make a little bit. Here's what entrepreneurs do. They, 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 they struggle for years. Then they start to get a little success. And what do they do? They start to hold on to the money because they don't want to be broke anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 the money is the tool to get you to continue to finally grow. You finally have the tools to do something and now you won't use them. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? You're stunting your own growth, but people don't do that because I made that mistake. So just remember, man, you can do it. It's possible no matter what situation you're in, you can do it. Pay attention, okay? Don't avoid problems. Look to solve problems. Like get up every day really enthusiastic and grateful that you even got another day and and, and then just look around for problems. Don't run from them. Look for them and get really good at solving them and then figure out how to charge people to solve their problems because people actually pay for solutions. They don't want no products or services, man. They want the result. They want the solution of the product or service. Mm, that's a gym. That's a real yeah, gym. And then, and then just never give up, man. Just never give up. Mm, I, I, you, you've been preaching. You, you <laughs> took us to church this episode. This is going to be a legendary episode right here, man. And before, before we wrap up, I just want to say, me and Deanna, we both greatly, greatly appreciate you taking the time out your busy schedules to come on this show and just spend some time with us. Like, we don't take that for granted. And also, before we let you go, do you mind then plugging all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, everything you got? Do you mind just plugging that? Yeah, I mean, just it's easier to Google me. Bradley, <laughs> Bradley L-E-A. I like you can that. Go to, you, can go to, you can go to com. I, I usually keep that updated to where I'm speaking. Uh, my book just dropped. Um, you know, the, all my social media is there. You can find Bradley TV, which is my, you know, kind of YouTube channel. Bradley.com is, is, is kind of everything that I'm up to. And by, by the way, if there's anybody out there that their ears perked up when I said, hey, I can show people how to make, you know, half a million a year fairly easily. On my website, there's a, a work for one of my companies. If you click that, enter your name, I'll have someone reach out. And we'll figure out how we can uh, put you, plug you into one of my companies. Uh-oh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people going they're gonna take you up on that offer. A lot of our listeners. Well, they, they should, they should, because man, if you guys ain't making three to five hundred thousand dollars a year, trust me, dude, you're not living. Mm. I, I know I know people making 10 grand, dude. They're just surviving. Life starts at about 30 grand a month. That's, and I can show people how to get right. there relatively easily. No, I, 
Man, it was fun. <laughs> I'm laughing because you definitely right. I remember I remember um 10k months was a goal like years ago. Then when it happened, they realized like, wait, this is not enough. Not like enough. then you start making thirty thousand dollars a month, forty thousand dollars a month. It's still for like, wait, this is not enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? Expensive. Not a lot. Yeah, it's not it's not a lot. It's not a lot. It sounds like a lot to most people. I think most people would hear that and be like, What? If I met, if I was making forty thousand dollars a month, I would be like, you don't understand it until you get to that point. And then it's like, wait, this not this is not this is not as much as I thought it was. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that's definitely that's definitely real, man. And in it wrapping up, you guys can also follow me on all platforms at Xavier C. Miller. And D, what's your information? And you can follow me on Instagram at Deanna Kent, Twitter Deanna S. Kent. And that's all we have for you guys on this episode of Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. See you guys next episode. Peace. This episode is also sponsored by my official crypto guide. That's right, guys. If you guys are looking to get into crypto, you can go to www.guide2crypto.com. And in this guide, I'll go over all things you need to get started with making money in crypto. I named 13 solid coins, solid projects that you guys can invest in long term and will make money with. I named platforms you can use. I talk over the issue of paying taxes and so many other things. So if you want to get this guide, go to www.guide2crypto.com to get started and making crypto. Making money in crypto today. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant.